Welcome back to another episode of Compelled, a podcast where we attempt to bring out the bigger issues and injustices. So let's just get into it. <laughs> let's just get into it. I already said that. This one is a stranger than fiction kind of thing. Like, I remember when me and you, you and I, sorry, professional, yeah. uh, were standing in a parking lot after we had just seen a movie. I believe we saw... Um, it was a couple of weeks back. We saw Action Point. It was, yeah, we're standing out in the parking lot after Action Point. And uh, you, Action Point's the movie with Johnny Knoxville, by the way, that no one went and saw. <laughs> so that's why I mentioned it. Anyway, uh, and you were talking about this guy who is an admitted pedophile and racist that's running for a congressional seat. Well, we had been talking about this for a couple of days anyways. Yeah, and you you said that this complete bullshit... It's, it's, it's got to it, be. It's it, got to be fucking yeah, made up. It, it's an, it's, a, it's an over-exaggerated article to make someone look bad from the right side or whatever. Like it's an onion spoof. Yeah, like it... it, like it, it, it but this is... Oh, my God. It... <laughs> Unless there's a, a a conspiracy of a shitload of different sites just getting together just to fucking make up a bunch of shit about this guy, it's fucking true. This guy is is it, I'm I'm like dumbfounded. This is heinous. This guy's name is Nathan Larson. He's an accountant from Charlottesville, Virginia, and he's running for Congress as an independent candidate. He's a pedophile. Admitted, self-admitted. He admitted on Huffington Post, um, who is bragged in websites. Posts about raping his late ex-wife. Um, I think she killed herself. Um, but we'll get into that. So, like, the Huffington Post had was talking to this Larson guy on the phone, and he confirmed that he has created the now defunct websites uh, SuiPed or S-U-I-P-E-D dot org and Insulocalypse Today um, dot today chat rooms that serve as gathering places for pedophiles and violent violence-minded misogynists like himself. Which, I mean, it takes all kinds. It doesn't really matter. But he created chat rooms, and you know that these people were hosting shit and posting links to all of this shit he, that was going on. He makes NAMBLA look like a fucking AA meeting. The Huffington Post uh, contacted Larson after confirming that his campaign website shared an IP address with these forums, among others. His sites were terminated by their domain host, by the way. So... <laughs> We have at least that going for us. Um, he was open about his pedophilia and seemingly unfazed about his long odds of attaining government office. A lot of people are tired of political correctness and being constrained by it. People prefer when there's an outsider who doesn't have anything to lose and is willing to say what's on a lot of people's minds. Hmm. I, I think f- fucking kids and beating your wife is beyond political correctness. That's not political correctness. That's just taking... See, he's the type of person that takes these ideas of political correctness. Look, we live in a society where political correctness is running rampant. Yeah. But there's a point. Like, literally, there's a point. Like, I don't know anybody on the planet. Personally, I I literally do not know anybody on the planet that would say, oh, yeah, let's go fuck some kids. Yeah, what's your problem? Let's go beat my wife. Yeah, and then make her do what I want to do. Yeah, make her make her drink milk from a saucer cup on the ground. Yeah, I. It, 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 none of that shit happens. People like this guy make me <coughs> question whether or not it's okay to, um, uh, what is it, violate our personal freedoms by just by by just having the government dig deep into you know just our personal lives just to find out what the fuck we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, 
once this guy admitted he's a pedophile, a rapist, and and a racist, and among other things, I, I, I it's like I, it's it's like I almost want them to just crack down on this fucking guy and invade all of his civil rights and everything just to get him off the off the scene. Well, the problem is, is that he's running for for a for a seat. Yeah, you know, and then everyone that supports him, <coughs> same thing. <coughs> it, like, it, but it's like, where do you draw the line at, at your own personal freedoms? Right? I, I it's like. Yeah, I know what the you know what should be done to this fucking well, guy. Well, hold on, hold on. You asked a question, and let me answer All the right, question. All right, go ahead. Do you think they're they're not going after? I think partially they're not going after him because they know where he's at. He's running for fucking for for a congressional or house or whatever. And he's look, just, he's got a fucking comb over, dude. I don't trust any motherfucker. Can with I finish? A comb over. Let me finish. And bow ties too. Bow ties. I don't trust a motherfucker with a bow tie. There's something heinous, sneaky about a guy with a bow tie, man. Just by the way, I'm sorry. I just had to get that out there. Proceed. Uninterrupted, I swear. Are you counting to 30 seconds? <laughs> because they know where he's at. Because it's easy to track this guy. I don't, I, I think that's what's going on. So they're just maintaining to see everything that's going on. Just let him run his mouth <coughs> and like, just like dig it. Dig yeah, just, just let him build a case against you. Yeah. You know, they, they gave him a mile of rope and now let him hang himself. Yeah. Uh, asked whether there was a grain of truth in his essay about the father-daughter incest, about raping his wife repeatedly. He said yes, offering that plenty of women have rape fantasies. And they do. It's, it's go to Amazon.com and look up all these books on... Uh, whatever it's basically it's it's um oh god I can't it's not porn it's um oh fuck so it's, it's a smut yeah <laughs> I couldn't think of the word smut um just smutty smutty books on everything women do have these fantasies yeah but I mean how many of those women would actually follow through with it instead of just having I don't know what what are the how what's the percentage of women that are into bondage I don't know same thing okay. I mean, but, like hardcore bondage. What is the percentage? One percent, two percent, five percent, somewhere in that range. But I mean, they know what they're getting into because they set it all up from what they're going to do. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, oh, they just hope that someone's going to come in and start bondaging them, <laughs> or they, or they're just going to walk into a room and just start, you know, doing bondage on someone Again, else. Again, it's the same thing with rape fantasies. You have it all set up. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um, according to Larson's campaign manifesto, his platform as a, I'm not defending him. I know you're. Uh, you know, I'm you're just trying saying to do a devil's advocate, and and yeah, I mean, there are tons of women yeah. that that like those types of fantasies. It's it's just a normal thing. Okay, let me get this out of the way then. <clears throat> do you think it's okay for a woman to get raped if she d- is someone that 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 lives out rape fantasies all the time? It depends on if she's doing it on purpose or if she's really being raped. Some guy just grew up. Okay, I, I just. I mean, that's a stupid question. It's it's if if uh, if she's looking to get raped. That's one thing, yeah. but usually it's it's not that. They don't people that have rape fantasies or want to live these out have a specific partner in mind that this stuff happens to and it happens in the privacy of their own home. Yeah. So that doesn't that 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 doesn't mean anything. Exactly. So that that that's what I'm trying to get at is is just because you have fantasies and you do play some things out that doesn't make it okay for her to get raped without It's not okay to rape anybody. A fantasy is a fantasy. That's com- something completely different. And that's what I'm trying to I'm, I, yes. Just wanted to see where you stand, man. That's it. How do you? Where did you think I would come down on this issue? I'm for it. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm for women just fucking getting raped because they want to live out a rape fantasy. You're the one who brought up a bunch of women have rape fantasies. So, you have to be naive not to believe that. I didn't say that. 
I didn't say that you did. What I said was you would have to be naive to believe that mm-hmm. or not believe that. I know. There, okay, look, uh, for example, there's there, without even going as far as saying rape, there's plenty of women that, that have wanted men to take control, but they don't want to tell them to take control because then that, that kills the fantasy of them taking control, right? So there's some women that like aggressive men in that situation. But it's not just some guy off the fucking street that grabbed them. It, it's always someone that they've already pretty much opened a dialogue with or whatever, right? Right. So, yeah. I this guy is this guy isn't drawing a line between fantasy play, role play and real shit. This guy is like straight up does what he wants, takes what he wants, doesn't care about the, the ramifications of what it does to another human being. Absolutely. That's fucking scary. So, uh, according to Larson's campaign manifesto, <laughs> uh, his platform as a quasi-neo-reactionary libertarian candidate includes protecting gun ownership rights, establishing free trade, and protecting benevolent white supremacy. And it's funny that we're talking about this because the next compelled that we're going to be talking about is about Kelly Marie Tran, and and that has... That there's some some of that stuff that's been going on in that actually kind of links with this. It's 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 kind of funny, funny and a coincidental type. Strange, of way. yeah. Uh, let's see, protecting benevolent white supremacy as well as legalized incestuous marriage and child porn. In the manifesto, Larson called Nazi leader Adolf Hitler a white supremacist hero, supremacist supremacist hero. He urged Congress to repeal the Violent Against Women Act adding we need to switch to a system that classifies women as property, initially of their fathers and later of their husbands. He also shows sympathy for men who identify as involuntary celibates or incels, uh, suggesting it is unfair that they are forced to pay taxes for schools, welfare, and other support for other men's children. That one, that one I'm... I'm That's a debate for another situation. Yeah, yeah. but look, I... I though, I'm not the only one, but he he's taking advantage of specific things. Yeah, which is the sympathy for men who are forced to pay taxes for schools, welfare, and other support for other other men's children. I don't believe that if a woman and a man have a child together, yeah, but it's not his child. Yeah, meaning that he's he's like the stepdad. Yeah, well, you know, unless he adopts the child. Yeah, legally adopts. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes it comes to the point where uh, the women will just sue the guy for alimony. Yeah, that's bullshit. And she'll win because a lot of the systems are set up to to side the, on the side of the woman. Yeah. Without really looking into the whole thing, and in some cases the men get fucked over um, because what happens is is that it, it doesn't matter DNA tests or anything else like that. Uh, whoever is the f- established father. Yeah. That's a tough one. I cuz thinking about it's, it's not a tough one. Uh, if for, you're not the de- if you're not the father then you shouldn't pay. Thank you, Mike. Can I finish? Um I think it's a tough one because what if you have been involved with that child for say 5 years or 10 years and you've made that commitment to take care of that child. That's a tough one. Right? It's not. If you are married to the girl mm-hmm. and she has had a child with another person, you are not responsible for that child if you when you divorce the person, right? Yeah. Now, you have to pay alimony, but you shouldn't have to pay child support. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that guys who have dated women and they get pregnant and say it's your child and then they do a DNA test mm-hmm. and then the guy the guy still has to pay for that child. 
That happens all the fucking time. How is that legal? Don't know, but it happens all the time. They all the fucking they time. They weren't even married. They just dated. Mm-hmm. And so just because she said... Yep. I, I haven't heard of that. I'm not saying you're a liar. I just, all the time. I, 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 fuck. That's, that's insane. That, that goes beyond rational thought. Like, it's not, like, that goes beyond common sense. What fucking piece of shit would, would allow that to happen? California state law. Huh. If you've ever listened to the Tom Likas show, <coughs> he is a guy that... Um, um, Damn, that is fucking bullshit. Advocates for... Give me just one second here. Advocates for um, uh, men who are paying child support for uh, children that are not their own. Um, he, so like, he, he gets lawyers and everything else. So like, if she like when she gives birth and she just has, says has them put his name on the birth certificate. Yeah. Damn. Who can I sue? <laughs> who the fuck do I get to sue for that bullshit? You don't. I mean, technically, you can sue for anything. You can, whether or not it'll be recognized by a court. That's a different thing, but you can technically, I think, sue for anything. Like if I said, "Oh, Mike, you just offended me on this podcast. I'm going to sue you." You could try. That's what I'm saying. And then... Here we go. Um, Along with general information on life for young men, Lycus's 101 advice mostly consists of his principles for looking out for oneself. He argues that the institution of marriage is flawed and that the family court systems are often corrupt because DNA testing after childbirth is not mandatory to prevent paternity fraud. Okay? And because courts have forced men to pay child support even after DNA testing has established that a man was not actually a child's father. Um, other uh, examples of Lycus 101 guidelines, blah, blah, blah. Uh, dating single mothers, co-workers, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. Um, but paternity fraud, that's generally what's going on. Um, and it happens quite often here uh, in California. Um, the big one, which is uh, the County of Los Angeles versus Navarro. Uh, the County of Los Angeles entered a default judgment against putative father, Mr. Navarro, and ordered him to pay monthly support for Mrs. Doe's two children. The complaint to establish paternity filed by the Bureau of Family Support um, was based on information provided by Mrs. Doe, naming Manuel Nava as the children's father. The agency determined that Mr. Navarro was the father in question and delivered notice to his sister's residence, listing Mr. Navarro as co-resident, a notice Mr. Navarro denied ever receiving. In 2001, Mr. Navarro, armed with a DNA test showing he was not the children's father, sued the County of Los Angeles asking to be relieved from the support order. The County of Los Angeles opposed the motion, arguing the motion was filed after the six-month limit to contest a default judgment, and the mother's mere assertion that he was the father was insufficient to establish extrinsic fraud. Six-month limit? The court, tri- the trial court sided with the county and denied the motion. This this ruling was then appealed before the California Second Appellate Court of Appeal. They're making him financially responsible till they're eighteen fucking years old, in, and there's a six month limit. In two thousand four, the court of appeal reversed the trial court decision, ruling in favor of Mr. Navarro. Shouldn't there be an eighteen year limit? And became the first published California case to hold that the statute of limitations did not apply. In setting aside an old default judgment against a paternity, a paternity fraud victim. Immediately after the ruling was issued, the Los Angeles County Child Support Services Department announced that it would request that the case be depublished. What? So it could not be used as a precedent by other men in Mr. Navarro's situation. Why? 
That request was later denied by the California Supreme Court. You know, if you let me finish reading this stuff and then Why? ask the questions. I am saying the shit that people that are listening are saying as well. Because I answered your questions. First and foremost, everything that you asked was answered in there. Yeah, I know. So that's fine. So if you had just waited... Dude, this is a back-and-forth discussion. I understand that, but as I was reading it, instead of getting all fucking upset, just wait until I finish reading what's going on, and then if it doesn't answer your questions, then no, we no, can no. go look I, it I'm up. I'm into this shit. I'm going to comment. <laughs> Come on, baby. Let's go. All right. I, yes, all my questions were answered because I was reading ahead as well, and it just—I'm just—I'm which be, surprises me. I'm being like the, the you know, the voice of you know, it's like the outside voice kind of thing, you know, like. A, but you're not being the outside voice. You're just reacting and and not letting me finish. Well, I'm sorry, Jerry, but that's just how I want to do it. Smack my hand if you want. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is—it's not Playhouse ninety, but that's okay. Um, the same thing in Florida, Iowa, New Mexico, Tennessee, among others. And, and it continually happens here in California. I mean, it's so I, I used to listen to Tom Likas. I'm not a big fan of his, but he would talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, and it would, it, in every day, every day something like this would happen. Yeah. So look, every, every human being, regardless of how much of a piece of shit they are or how much of a, of a goddamn guardian angel they are, there's always going to be something that each person has that, that other people will see and agree with that, you know, that, that have a general consensus of, right? So it doesn't matter that this, just because this piece of shit thinks that, you know, um, un, un, uh, unbiological father shouldn't be ripped off, shouldn't get ripped off by the system, doesn't mean that it's a, he's still a good person. You know, there's, you know, whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter, okay? You know, it doesn't matter. I, I don't even need to say I agree with those thoughts that he has because they're not originally they're not his own only thoughts. There's plenty of other people that think that way about about custodial you know child support and shit like that. Right. So it, yeah, and I, I don't you know a broken clock is right you know twice a day right kind of thing. So this guy is like a majorly fucked up broken. He clock. also has a fucking three year old daughter, but she lives with relatives. Yeah, but. He relinquished his parental rights during a custody battle. His ex-wife got a court order, restraining order against him in 2015 before she died by suicide. And he has since remarried. Who the fuck would marry this guy? Um, are you kidding me? You, you see how many insecure women are in this world? There's a lot. And there's a lot of women that get fooled as well. Like, like the guy didn't show his true colors until they, you know, until they move in together and they get married. And then all of a sudden he's got that, he's got that legal hold on her and shit, right? And all of a sudden he puts the... the um, the misogynistic smackdown. Right. Um, yeah, he's... Larson has said... I'm, I'm not reading all of this because it's just... it's Just look up uh, Nathan Larson Huffington Post and, and read for yourself. In the phone call, Larson said that the word pedophile is vague and just a label adding that it's normal for men to be attracted to underage women. He said he did not commit any crimes. Mm. Of course he would say that. Um and then he wrote a, a thing, how to, how to psych yourself up to feel entitled to rape. Entitled. Don't forget, feminism is the problem and rape is the solution. On the platform, he also advocated for father-daughter marriage, killing women and raping virgins. Larson is less worried about his run for Congress about, than about his sites coming down. He told HuffPost that the termination of his websites is an affront to his freedom of speech. <laughs> and he's going to try to get them hosted elsewhere. Not that it'll matter. There are still plenty of forums. Uh, where these communities can congregate. The removal of Larson's sites caused an uproar 
um, on one of the other sites. Uh, Larson's political ambition spanned for more than a decade. He first ran for Congress in 2008 on what he described as an acro-capitalist platform. Okay, anarchy. Um, That same year, he sent a letter to the Secret Service threatening to kill the president, which landed him in federal prison for 14 months and barred him from seeking political office in Virginia. Uh, Convicted felons are free to run for federal office, though. Uh, But in 2016, Terry McAuliffe restored voting and other civil rights to thousands of felons, allowing Larson to run for state office. In 2017, he ran in Virginia's House of Delegates, District 31, and secured less than 2% of the vote. Now he is gunning for a seat on an, in Virginia's 10th congressional district. People like him need to go away. In a n- unconventional way? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> he just needs to go away. Um, Larson's site, Nathania, is a wiki page which details about his latest candidacy and features posts like a man should be allowed to choke his wife to death as punishment for cutting her hair short without permission or other acts of gross insubordination, advantages of father-daughter incest, and the justifiability of an incel's kidnapping a girl and keeping her as rape slave for sex and baby-making. Why doesn't he move to the Middle East? Wiki pages can be edited by other people, but Larson, Larson confirmed he wrote these posts as well as several other entries. Uh, let's define rape. Women are objects to be taken care of by men like any other property, and for powerful men to insert themselves into it as they please. And as they believe will be in women's own interests. In most cases, their interests are aligned as long as the man is strong. This guy blah, should blah, be blah, blah, uh, blah, blah. pretty much uh, inserted into hell. Yeah. People are open-minded. A lot of people who disagree with someone like Trump might vote for them anyways just because the establishment doesn't like them. Well, I'm a very open-minded person, and I will tell you what, that's not open-minded. And at the end of the article, they have a thing for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline and all this other stuff. Look, I've I've been thinking about the Anthony Bourdain thing a little bit because of the suicide. The guy's wife killed herself. And Anthony Bourdain killed himself a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, how do I put this without annoying the shit out of people? For the people that say that Anthony Bourdain is selfish and an asshole for doing that, mm-hmm. you're selfish and an asshole for believing that because he killed himself, he makes your life more miserable. <laughs> I, you know, I, there was a time where I, I, I used to think that it was a, a I mean, I, without even question, I used to think that it was suicide was always a, a completely selfish thing to do and a, and a cruel thing to do, but. As I've learned to be more uh, open-minded and, and, and more, uh, uh, what is the word, understanding to other kinds of uh, situations and, and people and things like that, um, I try to take into account the fact of what was he going through that brought him to that point? Because if you get to that point, for unless you're like Robin Williams, where his situation was different, I, I think, I think. What do you mean? Robin Williams knew that he was... His, he was falling apart physically and mentally, and he didn't want to put his family through that, and he didn't want his... his um, Robin Williams had a disease. I, I can't remember what disease, yeah. but and it, he yeah. had a disease that was basically just going to turn him into a vegetable. Yeah, and he didn't want to put... Like I said, he didn't want to put his family through that, and he also didn't want to keep trying to fight through it as he was trying to be an actor. You know, I mean, his, he was acting and things like that and performing. So he thought that the best choice was to just go out before that became a major issue, before it became worse, way worse than it already was. 
Um, because near the end, according to Bobcat Goldthwait, who was a friend of his, he said that there was a lot of times where he was forgetting lines and and you know, other things that were happening to him, you know, when he was going to perform and things like that. So um, I, I, I try to take that into account and think, oh, you know, because the first thought is always, oh, well, you know, this guy with all this money, right? He, he's selfish. You know, I'm talking about Bourdain. You know, this guy, he gets to travel around the world and try all these foods and talk to all these different kinds of people. And, and and live this life that only most of us can imagine having, right? And then he just callously throws his life away. But he, what was he going through? I mean, seriously, what was going on in his head to make him get to that point where he's willing to do something like that? Doesn't matter. For me personally, not really. But I'm, what I'm saying is for the sake of discussion, I'm not going to just condemn the guy and say, oh, he's a selfish asshole for, for doing that to himself. You can't anyways. It's not your decision on why he took his life. Well, anyone can say anything about anything. It, it, it doesn't, you know, everyone has an opinion, okay, whether it's wanted or not. So it doesn't really, so since we're talking about Anthony Bourdain, that's, that's just my take on it. I, I don't know what the man was going through, but I'll tell you what, for all I know, what if, because uh, there's a rumor that he was upset about uh, Asia Argento, um, you know, seeing other people because they were dating at the time, even though there's someone else that said that they had an open relationship and they were both fully aware of that. that okay, when, I, uh, when it comes to this stuff, I don't care about speculation. speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation. That's why I'm saying it. So I don't know. I, I don't but know. But it's, not, the it's not our business. Okay, we're still talking about it, though. I understand, but it's not our business to know the, the who's, the what's, the where's, the when's, and the why's. Well, I'm saying this because I don't want, I'm not going to jump to judgment anymore when it comes to, to this. I used to jump to judgment and just say, oh, that's a selfish act. Okay. And I, I don't do that anymore. I try not to do that anymore. Went the long way to, to get Whatever. to that point. Whatever. I don't care. I, that's just the way it got delivered, not me. What it comes down to is I don't feel bad about Anthony Bourdain killing himself mm-hmm. because it's Anthony Bourdain. I don't know the guy. Yeah. You know, personally, I mean, uh, I'm so, I feel bad for his family because I know, I know what they're going through. But... All these people that have responded about Anthony Bourdain and all this other stuff, these are all immediate reactions, and a lot of them are all done for PR purposes, mm. to keep their names out there, <laughs> which is purely selfish. Yeah. When it comes right down to it, Anthony Bourdain would basically be pissed off, and even you know just at pretty much anybody, even us, for mentioning this stuff about... Everything that's going on. If you've watched any of his shows, yeah, you know what type of person Anthony Bourdain was. He was a straight-up guy who didn't pull any punches. Yeah. And when it came to doing his shows, he literally walked away with money on the table from a show that they wanted it scripted. Like they, Chappelle. They wanted, it, they wanted it done in this specific way. Yeah, just like Chappelle. And he said, no. And he told them to go fuck themselves and walked away from the whole whole schmo. And that's when he went to CNN uh-huh. and started his another show. And then he did No Reservations. And, yeah, Parts Unknown. <laughs> yeah, that's the CNN show. Yeah. Um, and I watched a little bit of it the other day because, you know, it's like, hey, you know, they're all talking about Anthony Bourdain. So might as well finally check it out. Yeah. And it, it's actually... Very well done show. Yeah, I don't watch them because I've I've watched some of Anthony Bourdain's shows in the past and yeah. I like them, but for the most part, it's the same shit that's on every other channel. But he's the guy that pretty much started this travel and eat thing. Yeah, and unfortunately, he gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because 
now there's so many of them, I don't want to watch any of them. Exactly. I, you know, and um, when I did my flick of the week, uh, of, what, like a year ago or so, for the big short, he was one of those guys that did a quick uh, dumbed-down explanation of the financial crisis for, for the audience. And it was a really good scene. He was the one that talked. He goes, oh, and here, by the way, there's here's uh, Margot Robbie in a bathtub to explain this. <laughs> right? And... He was really good in that. You saw his charisma and his screen presence. And, you know, so, I mean, but that's it. That's all. I, I mean, besides seeing him pop up in a commercial here or there for, for CNN, his show on CNN, I still, you know, it's not a big thing. But I noticed that there's a lot of people talking about it. So that's why I paid, started to pay a little more attention to see, well, you know, who is this guy? Yeah. And when it comes right down. So I, I started reading a bit more about it. And he was a perfectionist. And he wanted things done his way. If he didn't get it done his way. He would fucking rant and rave. Uh-huh. Sound familiar? Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I may sound like I'm a being an asshole on this podcast, but if I I want things done a specific way, if I get pissed off, I get pissed off. All right. Well, just remember. But I get over it. All right. So, you know, it, it is what it <laughs> Not is. Not that man. I'm comparing myself to Anthony Bourdain, the traveling guy, and yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, I never see you cook shit. But I'll tell you this, the the attitude is is very similar when it comes to wanting to get things right and get it right. As you know, all the time, and and that's that's the part of that's the part that people don't seem to understand is when when Anthony Bourdain was a drug addict, yeah, severe drug addict, and he's an alcoholic. So when you mix all that stuff together, now he's not he didn't I don't know if he did any drugs. He said that he was clean. I tend to believe him because, hey. Yeah, according to Rogan, because um, I listened to Rogan talk about him because Rogan knew him, he said pretty well. So um, he said that he was one of those guys that didn't believe that when you quit using something that's really bad for you, like heroin, that you just cut everything else out of your life as well. He, um, he, he said that Bourdain was one of those guys that he would still smoke weed, he'd still drink alcohol, he just stayed away from coke and heroin and the stuff that, that really fucked him up. Right, but and, he still knew how to go out and experience life. Right, and, and that's and and that's the thing. Some people can do that. Some people don't know how to moderate. And it sounded, it looked like he knew his he, he knew his limitations, and he stayed away from the shit that fucked him up. Right, that's the right. So more power to him. I when, when you know for when he was alive. So all of that combined with uh, an abusive past, which I would have to assume uh, because of the drugs mm-hmm. and and all this other stuff, the hardcore drugs. Um, he was running from demons, and they finally caught up to him. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because he is a good guy. Now, funny story: I had I got a DUI in two thousand six, and I swear to God, in the holding cell when I was being released, Anthony Bourdain was there. <laughs> There's a dude that looked just like him. Yeah, same color hair, was wearing jeans, same facial structure, same facial structure, yeah. sounded just like him. And the first thing I wanted to say to him was like, you're fucking Anthony Bourdain, aren't you? <laughs> so that's my story. I was in jail with Anthony Bourdain for a night. <laughs> well, if Which you said, won't surprise if me. If you said 2006, that was a year after his divorce. And from what I read, um, he was very broken up after his divorce in 2005. And uh, he thought about suicide every night. Yep. So there's a, there was a guy that was in jail with me that looked just like Anthony Bourdain in Sacramento, California. And uh, that's your story, and you're sticking to it. As far as everyone else knows, <laughs> that was fucking Anthony Bourdain. All right. In fact, when I got out, and my ex-wife had picked me up, my wife at the time, um, I said, "Did you fucking, ex-wife. did you fucking see Anthony Bourdain?" She goes, "No." I was like, "I swear to God, I was in jail with Anthony Bourdain." You didn't feel like asking him, huh? 
you don't talk to anybody. Oh, you just keep your fucking eyes down and yeah, you just shut your fucking mouth. I've never been in jail, there. dude, so I don't know. I don't know. Ever, I mean, I, there's certain things I know and no, you don't know. You know what I mean? I, if you're the way you are now, yeah. people would punch you because they don't want to hear it. They just want you to shut the fuck up. The inmates just want you to shut the fuck up, leave them alone, don't talk, just do it. Sit there and be miserable and whatever else. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's people that will fucking talk, but not you know. Most of them are just angry drunks. You wait for the go signal. I, I get it. So, All right. regardless, uh, this Larson guy is a piece of garbage. Um, He's more than a piece of garbage, dude. And I'm sorry about Anthony Bourdain, but I don't know the guy, so how the and fuck look, can the I guy, be sorry for him? The guy experienced life. He enjoyed it. He talked all the time about how much he enjoyed. Did he? Yes. Obviously, because he ended up killing himself. You don't, like I said, it's too premature to even know why. He was, he was fucking miserable most of the time. Because he was, dude, the dude was alone 90%? Whenever, okay, let's just. Like Hunter Thompson, right? Let's let's just assume that out of the 365 days a year that he was, he he was alive, right, on this earth. Yeah. 240 of them, what are you doing? I'm just jiggling. Why? Because I fucking feel like it. Keep going. Like 240 of those days were spent alone. You know, in a hotel or on location or in a trailer. So he was alone most of most of his entire you know life. At, you know, doing the 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 TV shows. So see, I've known that he's been on TV for twelve years. Um, he's been doing books and stuff like that since nineteen ninety nine and traveling. So that's twenty years. He's been doing it for twenty years and. Um, most of that time he was alone by well, himself with well, his look, own thoughts. Look, from what we've already talked about, he was a guy that did what the fuck he wanted to do. He walked away from money if he wanted to because he was going to have things the way he wanted them. So I can't, I can't, you know, I can't <coughs> think that he wasn't doing what he wanted to do. Oh, he was doing what he wanted to do. It's just that it's miserable. It's a miserable existence sometimes. Possibly, yeah. Not possibly. It's, it's, it's. There's some people that love doing that shit. I don't know. There is everybody that's commented on the fact that when Anthony Bourdain died, yeah. Zane Lamprey, everybody, it's a miserable fucking experience to do that for 237 days out of the year. Okay. Well, I mean, look, maybe he was putting up a good front because from a lot of people's comments um, that well, knew when him, you're with friends that, that that interacted with him and knew him, they said that he they were totally thrown off that he this happened because he was always in a he was always a good person to be around. Yeah, when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, I, I know, and that's why I always take everything with a grain of salt. But when you're alone in the fucking hotel room, yeah, different story. But it, it's unfortunate too because you know what 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 else could he have done? But again, well, that's why I brought up Hunter S. Thompson because. That guy took, you know, he went out on his own uh, accord as well, right? He wanted to... Yeah, but he was sick. He had cancer. Did he? Yeah, so he, he what, ate a What bullet. if Bourdain had cancer? You know what I mean? What yeah, if, uh, that's, but that's the thing. He hanged himself. Yeah, I know. So... I know. He hung himself with his rope belt, his belt rope, the belt from his rope. So, I, I, I who knows? Robin Williams did the same thing. Well, yeah, what if Anthony Bourdain had some sort of yeah. problem? So, um, I look, I, I'm not an advocate... Of yeah, um, I I think that you are your own person, you know. Yeah. And if you if you if 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 you're not getting the help you need, yeah. You know when and there's people out there. This is a fine line to walk, but um, one of my friends had succinct, succinctly put this in like a web post, which was um, if 
you are your own person. Yeah. You make your own choices in life. Mm-hmm. You know? And if that's something that's part of your choice, that's something that's part of your choice. Yeah. You know? Um, they they say that suicide is messy and nasty and this and that and the other thing and that you're selfish for doing it and blah, blah, blah. But some people just don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I know. Look, most people, regardless of what they're going through, have people that care about them one way or another, usually. Not always, but most of the time. There's someone that cares about them. And maybe they can't see it because of what they're going through, but I'll tell you what. If you have those feelings... You should go talk to someone, just like, you know, what, what was said on the Rogan podcast. You know, go talk to somebody before you make that ultimate decision. You know, get it out. You know, tr- let people know what you're feeling because sometimes that could be the difference between a horrible ending and, 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 and happiness down the road. You know what I mean? Talk to somebody. Just fucking do it. Before you, do, you know what I mean? Before you make that ultimate decision, talk to somebody. Yeah, I guess. And maybe, like, Bourdain, and look, and like I said, maybe Bourdain... He already did talk to somebody. There was a report that he had gone to a professional the day before. Okay. And so who knows? It, regardless, talk to somebody or don't talk to somebody. It's, it, you know, if, if you want help, there are people that are here to help you. But if you're not going to ask for help, you know, Anthony Bourdain did. He went looking for help and decided that that wasn't enough. So, you know, or there was something more going on. Yeah. But there are people that are around that are here to help you or lend an ear or whatever else to listen to anything and give you the proper advice. I just, you look, talking about Anthony Bourdain is kind of important because it, not because we didn't know him. It's because look at a guy that got to do the things that he got to do and he still got to that point where it, it didn't, none of that mattered. He still took himself out. Yeah. So that that's food for thought. You know, sometimes maybe all those things that, that look like they're the, the the greatest thing to do. What if they're not the fulfilling thing? What if it's just made to look that way? So anyway, uh, I I don't have anything else to add to this one. That 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 Larson motherfucker is a piece of shit, and he's beyond a piece of shit. And anyone that even yeah, if looked, anyone needs to kill themselves, it's that guy. Yeah, if anyone look, and anyone, no one should 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 humor this guy anymore. Um, interview. I mean, this guy is a, God. Keep him away from the children, please, for the love of God. Keep him away from children. And, and yeah, if, if anything, if this guy met a, a weird demise or whatever, I'm not going to shed any fucking tears. I'll tell you that. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So, uh, as, as always, for all the Larsons out there, all the people worried, stay, stay safe, keep your eyes open, <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I, 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 shit, there we go.